is ice cool in moments like this. Oh, the big fella runs back into heavy traffic. Look at him go! G'day, Maroon here. Footy talk coming up for a King's birthday special. We're going to talk about the Storm's dominant win. Yeah, can't wait to dig into that, Maroon. And we're also going to be talking to Luke Brooks and his quest for a new club. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Footy Talk podcast. It's uh, Anthony Maroon and James Graham for this edition on the King's birthday. Gemma, how do you uh, how do you commemorate this big occasion? Uh, with a great rendition of God Save the King right. at breakfast table, of course, Maroon. <laughs> no, only joking, of course. It is not actually the King's birthday. Yeah. It's just a holiday here in New South Wales. Bizarrely, mm. not a holiday celebrated in the motherland of mine. So uh, not really with anything, but Maroon, I'll be uh, working very hard here talking with you. Mm. Then off to the dogs game, Monday yep. scrum. You know, uh, busy work. In Don't even get double time either for holidays here at uh, SCA and uh, I'm fully talking and, and well, uh, Triple M. But hey, you know, don't bite the hand that feeds you, as they say. Some people might suggest, I'm just thinking out loud here, that you get double time anyway. <laughs> so, <laughs> huh? Yes, mm. perhaps they would suggest that, but unwisely. Yeah, let's uh, talk a bit of rugby league, shall we? Uh, we saw the Storm's dominant win over the Sharkies. They 50-plus in the end, the Storm scored. It was just a complete, you said it a couple of times in the call, James, a complete Melbourne Storm domination. Can I start with your thoughts on that? Yeah, well, we'll look, at. I think I came into calling this game full of excitement, two top quality teams when they played their peak but the Storm their first try Kamakamitha was, was pretty lucky off the posts you know then the, the the Sharks got one back but after that it was back to back to back errors from the Cronulla Sharks and they just fell in a complete hole they couldn't get energy any energy after that they lost the energy battle yes they defended well um, at the beginning of that first half but then once the Storm clicked into gear it was all one way traffic there was some magnificent performances from some Storm players Warbury with a fantastic try coach with a couple as well but it was their origin stars that really uh, stole the show in Harry Grant Cameron Munster those two were just on another planet they were toying with the with the Sharks and they just didn't have an answer and, and on those three errors you know two of them were you know at the hands of Nico Hines or he had a big involvement in those I just wonder how much the, the talk of origin potential got into his head before that game on, on Sunday afternoon mm. well that's obvious. the obvious question everybody's going to want to know. Did he do himself any favours in that game against Melbourne? Was he across the line anyway? Had he done enough in the last couple of seasons? I believe so. Right. I believe so. I think he's done enough in the past couple of seasons to warrant selection. He was next in line anyway. He was 14 in that game. Like, why would he be 14 in game one if he wasn't going to be the next halfback? Yeah. Would, would clearly go down. I just... It would be wrong to react from... But from one performance, um, yes, he had he had a big influence in that in that loss. But he's also had you know a multitude of huge influences in in everything good about the Sharks over the past couple of seasons as well. So I don't think it's fair to to say based off that performance he should be gone. Same with Tedesco. Like Tedesco doesn't have his greatest game in game one, and then and then a lot of people are calling for him to go. That's Preposterous, yeah, preposterous well, for 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 them to call for Tedesco to go. But in the in the case of who's going to be New South Wales is number seven, three horse race. I think Hines overall, when you throw in all of the different factors or all of, all of the different areas that uh, Coach Fittler would look at, 
I think Haynes gets the nod. Okay. Because we did see over the weekend, obviously, Adam Reynolds, another great game from Adam, a typical Adam Reynolds game. But there has been a lot of talk around Mitch Moses, and I get your argument when you say, but respectfully, you you can't really compare Nico Hines' origin career to um, Tedesco's origin career, can no, you? No, no, no. I'm talking about the reaction from one game. I'm talking about the reaction from one game. So you have the reaction from, despite all of Tedesco's brilliance over the past decade, people react from game one and say, oh, I don't think he should be the fullback. And, you know, people have reacted already from Nico Hines and saying, oh, that one game has cost him his selection origin too. I don't think one game defines a person or we should necessarily, you know, look at that one game and say they, they, they don't deserve their chance the following week. Okay. Can I stay on the subject of halfbacks? Um, Luke Brooks to leave the West Tigers. I think, you know, I, I feel like, well, you can't sort of blame the guy. He's been a bit of a whipping boy there. And not only that, they have been openly chasing other halfbacks. Yeah, they've active, actively pursued Mitchell Moses. They actively pursued Sean Johnson now that he found a bit of form. And I think Luke Brooks is well within his rights to say, well, am I the last guy left here? And I think, you know, a, a change has been brewing for a long time for Luke Brooks. It's been coming for a long time. You know, I think he 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 wanted the move to Newcastle at the end of last season and that was blocked by Tim Sheens and now he's come off contract and and yeah the Tigers have come in with an offer it remains to be seen whether you know the, the financial offer will be greater than what he was going to receive at the Tigers but I don't think this move is about money I think Luke Brooks realises you know he's, he's had a lot of pressure on him there at the Tigers and that pressure isn't going to go away and this money seems to me uh, if I'm right somewhere around the $500,000 yeah that's, that's what he was offered at the Tigers yeah. but I don't think I don't think he's going into this negotiation to get the the best deal. It's about financially. Luke Brooks is going where he can play his best football and where he's not going to be, you know, the constant scapegoat. And yes, the, the Tigers in the last month or so has, have been much better, perform much better. His personal performances have been better, but he, he knows he's been in this boat a multitude of times where, yeah, one month of good football doesn't mean that the, the people aren't, you know, ready to, to take him down after one bad game. I would think though, James... Okay, you want to talk about the money and it's not being about money, but I would suggest there's at least one club who would welcome a 200-game halfback and pay him more than $500,000 a year. Yeah, well, we saw what experienced halfbacks bought to Brisbane last year and this year. Chad Townsend last year when he moved to Townsville and, and played with the Cowboys. So experienced half, there's not many of them. You know, and I think... There's going to be a domino effect. Ben Hunt, it's still unclear whether he will stay at the Dragons, whether he will pursue a move, and then the ramifications from that. But, you know, good halfbacks, experienced halfbacks are really hard to find. And, you know, I, I think that there's a huge upside for any team that are looking to to bring in Luke Brooks and wherever he lands, whether it be here in, in the NRL or whether he goes to the European Super League, I'm not too sure, but I think they're going to get a quality player that can do an outstanding job for a team. So do you think that the Super League thing is a serious... I mean, there are a number of Aussies playing seven and a half and five eight in the Super League and, and going great guns, but perhaps, I mean, if it's not about money, then probably he's going to stay here. Yeah, well, well it, it's just... An, an opportunity, yeah. a change of scenery. I think Luke Brooks needs that. And, and like I say, the fact his team have actively pursued other options and he, you know, he wanted to go to Newcastle. I think what, what it says is he, he's looking for a change of change of scenery and mm. 
hopefully that um that takes the pressure off and being the local boy and the sort of face of the team um hopefully that'll go away when he well it looks like he is going to definitely move now yeah and just on people sort of talking about tigers chasing another halfback well i mean it, if the name ben hunt comes up uh, ben Hunt's issue is he wants to win a premiership. Now, with the greatest respect in the world, that's not going to happen in the Tigers in the next five years. But then, well, is it going to happen at the Dragons? Well, no. I don't think it's going to happen at either of those clubs. So I think he's not going to play for either of those clubs. You know, does he head back to Queensland? Does he team up with uh, Wayne Bennett? I, I, I don't know. But certainly, I don't think we're going to see Ben Hunt at the Tigers next year. You're the expert on this. You, I don't think Ben Hunt's going to start the Dragons, do you? Or, uh, I think it's it's going to be dependent on who comes in mm. and the relationship that that person has with the power brokers and they have with Ben Hunt mm. and and what's best for the Dragons and you know the the consequences of him only playing seven versus playing in the hook and roll. Yeah. I think the the dummy half roll. I think for me, Jaden Sullivan is the long term number seven for the Dragons moving forward, and whether or not he's willing to to wait another two or three years behind Ben Hunt. And the Dragons, though, instead of focusing on where Ben Hunt is going to play, they need to focus on who the next coach is going to be and and that be the next issue. Not on where Ben Hunt is, Mm. it's whether or not... And and they need to appoint that coach so they can start to solve these issues. Yeah. Because if you don't now, then you start to miss out. Hey, um, before we go to a break, I just want to go back to the West Tigers for a second. Tim Sheens is potentially unhappy with the Tigers and Warren McDonald, an old ally, ally is the word I'm looking for, Warren McDonald, an old ally of, uh, of Sheensy's, has now left the West Tigers. Well, you know, th- the plan is that Sheensy's supposed to be there for a couple of years, lead Benji down the track and then and then move move aside. Yeah, well, it's, it, it's, it's not good when decisions get made like this behind people's backs. It's not the it's not a hallmark of a quality organisation that understand one another and we all want to be singing from the same hymn sheet. I imagine, you know, if you look at the, the stronger organisations, not just in the NRL but across the globe as well, sporting and business organisations, they wouldn't have uh, two key influential figures with different opinions and not being on the same page. Yeah. So uh, it's a sort of watch this space. I think it's, um, yeah, it's, it, it's interesting. That, like I said, these sorts of things happen at the Dragons, but I don't think these the, the decisions like this should be happening when one key component of the organisation in that leadership role, coaching role, is being blindsided by one of their staff being taken away. Okay, let's take a break, come back with Footy Talk. We'll talk a little bit of Origin with James Graham and Maroon. It's Footy Talk. Footy Talk with James Graham and Maroon. Let's talk a little bit of State of Origin Game 2 in Brisbane. You can catch it, of course, on Triple M or this listener app as well. Now, Game 2, Jammer, if New South Wales were to win, let's consider that there'll be no Appy, there'll be no Nathan Cleary, there's injury clouds around a number of key players like Luttrell and maybe Cam Murray. If New South Wales were to win, considering they've never levelled up the series at Suncorp, if they were to win, this has got to be considered one of their greatest victories ever. Look, it will be, but you know, Origin has a a rich history of uh, of great performances. So where this there, where this would rank on the um, on the Origin list list of New South Wales great wins is remains to be seen. It's a uh, it's a huge task. I don't think that will be the talk from Freddie going into this game. I don't think that will be the carrot he will show to his players about this being potentially one of the the, the greatest ever wins. I think the focus for them will be looking back at game one. 
and looking at the moments that they lost and and the situations that they were in that they can fix. Because I think if you you evaluate game one, it's fixable. And yes, there's going to be a personnel change. Yes, you're going to have some key players missing, but there's some very handy replacements in there as well. So you don't need to be talking about this being this monumental task. I think that the talk for New South Wales needs to be, yeah, the task is difficult by its very nature, but let's not focus on who's out. They've still got, like, um, like you could make a case that, you know, for Appy Coruscant, that Damien Cook would have been the number, starting number nine anyway. Mm. Yeah. You know, yeah. And, and Cameron Murray may or may not be past fit, but there's still plenty of quality back rowers in that in that squad as well. Certainly. Yeah. And then you, you know, yes, Nathan Cleary goes down, but hey, look at the three horse race that are in to, to take over from Nico Hines, a, a reigning Delian medalist. They're not just knocking on people's doors and going yeah. to New South Wales Cup and seeing who they've got. They've still got a very strong squad. What they need to do is manage these moments and look at these situations and say, right, guys, like how how was Cobbo allowed to score there? That's on that's on you guys, right? How have we had so much ball, how so many opportunities, and we've not iced them? And that's what it's going to come down to. Mm. Like you know, the more I think about it, Maroon, it, look, it's going to be a hard task to go there, but they've still got the quality and they've still got the the personnel there to get this job done. Yeah, well, given the weekend of footy though that we've just seen, from the point of view of Queensland and what we know what Harry Grant's capable of, and we know what DCE is capable of anyway, obviously Cameron Munster. I mean, you are not emotionally in, invo- emotionally involved in this either way. I'm asking you a fair dinkum question. Queensland, I think, are going to be near impossible to beat up there. Look, the task is monumental, but it's not impossible. It's doable. That doesn't mean I think they'll do it. But this is the start sort of narrative that Freddie Fittler needs to drive into his players. No one's giving you a hope. Everything's against you. We're going up there, smash and grab mission. Let's get on, boys. Let's get in there, get it done. Let's get the let's get the you know the shotguns out. Let's get a robbery happening. No one's expecting us to be there. Let's surprise them. Let's be quick. Let's get the job done. I think it's doable. I I, I do think it's doable. But you know, make make no mistake that the 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 level of this task is. Mm. It is so difficult because, like you say, the, the the Queensland players. You know, if you look back from game one, they don't need many opportunities. They only needed a handful. Yeah, and they still got points. See, it's hard to to raise this topic in Sydney where we live and not be shouted down. Again, I, I'm asking you this because you are not emotionally involved in a New South Wales or Queensland victory. Now, we've seen in the last couple of seasons where New South Wales origin greats get very offended when people say New South Wales as a group don't buy into it like Queensland do, don't get it like Queensland do. Now, the greats of our game get offended if they hear that, and that's fair enough. Then we see Queensland score two tries in the dying minutes of game one, a man down with no bench. So maybe Queensland have an argument that they do get it, better than New South Wales do. Well, well they, they appear to handle adversity on the field a lot better than New South Wales. They seem to be play that underdog's tag role a lot better. They seem to thrive off that. And, you know, maybe perhaps that could be Queensland's undoing in game two that they will go into this game as favourites. They will go in expected to win. Mm. They will go in expected to, you know, f- clo- close out this series and there will be no decider. Perhaps that could be the greatest strength What's worked so well for them in the past, they flip and the opposite of that yeah. becomes a weakness for them. So it'd be interesting to see. 
But I think, you know, Maroon, it, it, it's hard to gauge. I, I speak to a lot of people in different walks of life, my mum and dad being a, a prime example. Everyone's busy. No one could be busier. No one could be busier than my parents. Now, let me tell you, my parents, <laughs> yeah. on the grand scheme of things, yeah. are not that busy. But I can show you messages on my phone. Oh, so how was your weekend? Busy. I'm like, <laughs> come on, you're not busy. Yeah. Everyone's pers- perspectives are mm. a, a, a funny thing, and you know what it means. You know, it me- might mean everything for might mean everything to old New South Wales players, but it also means everything to the old Queensland players. Yeah, what's your everything? Yeah, absolutely. Well, as usual, mate, you are wise. You are truly wise. And look, I look forward to seeing you next weekend. Uh, another big round of footy and uh, of course once again just on Origin you'll catch the whole thing live on Listener or on Triple M James Graham thank you mate pleasure as always